Hello and welcome to Adam and Eve on CJSR FM 80.5 in Edmonton and around the world on CJSR.com. My name is Rose Eva Forks Jenkins. And my name is Marco Visconti. And we will be your hosts for today's episode of Adam and Eve. Thanks for tuning in. Adam and Eve is Edmonton's only feminist news radio show. We are adamant on highlighting, discussing, and engaging with issues that affect women across Edmonton and around the world. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking to women who are involved in the Edmonton music scene. We have an interview with an Edmonton music promoter as well as a local feminist punk band called the Feminal Fluids. Autumn Schnell is the newest member of the Adam and Eve crew, and she's off to a great start here, having done both of the interviews we're going to be featuring today. Before we hear those interviews, though, we just want to get to know you, Autumn. Thank you for being here, and welcome to Adam and Eve. Oh, why, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, tell us about yourself. Where are you from, and what do you do? Um, well, I am Treaty 11 Gwich'in, and I'm a high school student, so... That's right. Autumn is 17. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and the smartest high school student I've ever met. Marco! <laughs> well, uh, let's get to our first interview. Uh, first, we have uh, a conversation you had, Autumn, with Veronica Fuentes. Veronica works as a music promoter here in Edmonton, and let's take a listen to what she had to say. So my name's Autumn Schnell. And I'm Veronica Fuentes. Okay, what do you do? Um, I, I promote under Good Grief Collective and sometimes independently. So why is all-age inclusivity so important to you? I, I, it's just, it needs to happen. Because like, no one's, if, if we aren't doing it, then who's, who's giving them the attention? Yeah. Like, who's, who's, who's acknowledging their art? I mean, like, what, is, what does inclusivity really mean? I think that's to say that everyone is welcome. And with that being said, all-age is, is just... It's 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 so tricky. Licensing's hard. Money is difficult, and I think, and there's the miss and there's a miscommunication in in the music scene with the underage community because, again, how do you as a like thirty year old male promoter start approaching like teenagers about playing shows? Because like there are outlets and there are people looking for all ages musicians, and and now more than ever. We're like so excited to find all age musicians. So, would you say that your mentors prioritized all ages music, and that's why it's so important to you, or it's so important to you because it's something that you've always believed in? I I want to say I'm, I'm a prime example of what all age music can do to a person. Coming yeah. up, I mean, I'm so grateful to have been able to go to these shows and meet new people and build a relationship with these people in the community. And again, I maybe I would have figured it out later on in life but I'm I'm doing what I'm doing because of these people being authentic with their with their values and I I want to say they encouraged me they encouraged me and they were they wanted to see me flourish I suppose yeah and that it means a lot and I respect those people plenty that's so good it's warm it it (laughs) warms my heart every time I talk about this it, it means a lot to me it definitely does so, so much my character. Yeah. Um, so you've mentioned lots of like people who have mentored you, but I've noticed that they've like been mostly male. Is it? Oh my! It's, yeah. It's very male dominated. Um, definitely male dominated community. Um, I, I, I mean, I want to say we're moving forward, and I, more and more, I'm seeing, I'm seeing minorities, um, out there at shows. I'm seeing them partake, and, and it, and it's exciting for sure. But, it's not. I mean, I. I seem to have 
drifted more towards a hardcore scene, which tends to be more male-dominated than any other music scene I've noticed. But that's not to say that the women within that community aren't strong, strong women, strong women that... That, that that I take note of, maybe no one else does, but I know as a as a female, I take note of the females in the room. I'm counting them every show, <laughs> and and I'm gonna do that forever because I think I'm I'm constantly looking at the steps we're taking the to to do so. And um, but definitely definitely male dominated. Um, it's almost like I've done my best to suppress that feeling of being a female in a male dominated community. And I think and I don't know if it's a bad thing that I've had to do that or that I've chosen to, to do so but um that but that doesn't mean that I don't take note of the times that I am the only woman in the room or the times that I have to assert myself or the times that I'm being interrupted or the times that I'm getting inappropriate jokes yeah but um it maybe I've maybe I've tolerated it and I hate to say that because it like it hurts me to even admit that I've tolerated but I think it's also like a step of moving forward where like you can tolerate it, but there's also like counting the women there and like oh for like, sure taking note of that or even like taking note like suppressing yeah. not like yourself but like yeah other people yeah so like I think I think that's to say that I'm I've I've done my best to cope with it by like shoving it under the rug yeah. I mean I mean in my head at least but I know that there's like many women or any any individual of the LGBTQ community that might not feel the same way about just brushing it off or just shoving it under the rug. And I've been in this recent state of, like, what does it really mean to provide an inclusive space? Yeah. I think that even just being a woman there kind of, like, makes a statement. It does. It does. And, like, it's and it's really interesting because I, I, I almost make a point to myself to not, like, like not make not make myself turn into this like novelty like I try I try to avoid being this novelty of like a woman in the music scene because it it just feels it feels overplayed yeah in the sense that like it it doesn't seem fair to myself sometimes but um but again that comes from my from my perspective of like really forcing myself into into this community and like and and I feel safe now. I do. I, I I do feel safe. That's not to say that I don't experience these little microaggressions that yeah. suck. That will always suck. And like maybe I've built up this 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 certain this certain skin for it. Maybe, but mm-hmm. but that's not even that's not in any way justifiable. Yeah. Because I know that isn't the case for everyone, and I acknowledge that. Because I know when I'm when I get these gross jokes, when I get these these threats to my comfort it is it's my least favorite thing yeah and how do you go to a show and receive that and want to come back yeah and that and and I've always wanted to come back for maybe reasons that others might not prioritize and I and and I think that's where my first-hand experience with being a woman in the music scene is that I've done this wrongdoing of shoving it under the rug so often that I've almost tolerated it. There's room for calling your friends out when they're saying gross, gross things, calling your friends out when they might interrupt her, or calling your friends out when they're, when they're being crap, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? Um, no, there's no room 
for tolerance, but I think there's room for moving forward. Do you actively try to move forward at every show or is it like a... Or is it like a thing that's just like innate to you? It's important. It's important for the sustainability of the community. Um, if people are feeling safe at shows, and like I was talking to someone the other day about this, and a male, mm-hmm. a male, and um, he was saying how how he doesn't see it. Like he doesn't see see the micro micro sexism, and and I get it because I realize sometimes I'm I'm having conversations with people, and I get these little micro slaps in the face and I don't want to be that person to call it out I don't want to be the person who call it something trivial but then I just started realizing that once I start no as I continue to shove it under the rug I am just partaking in this like this bigger issue like like there's a fundamental issue ingrained in the community and I don't think people go to shows with a hateful agenda or people go to shows with the intention of making women uncomfortable but it happens it sucks so much now that sometimes I talk to girls and about like like going to shows and they're like, Oh, like I I love I love going to shows and like I'm so excited to be there but sometimes I get sometimes I feel like I'm not welcome, like so like sometimes I don't feel safe and that hurts me so bad because it's like like I get it. I've been I've been there and I've I've moved past it but it's not fair that I moved past it. It's not fair that I moved past it. And just because I've moved past it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone else has. Yeah. Because I don't want to say I moved past it because it still hurts. Yeah. So would you say that because there are so many, like, micro... Micro biases. I yeah, sometimes. like, because... Sometimes I call them micro biases from her. Okay, so would you say that because of the, like, little micro biases that you notice that you've had any issues asserting yourself or like how how have you tried to move past that in a way where you're still a confident woman in the music industry I think I I I had this experience just just the other day um I was someone someone had made an inappropriate comment towards me and like in front of his friends and stuff and it was like and then I almost like let it slide like I was like I was like okay maybe you've drank a little I'm gonna let it let it go but then I thought for a minute I was I snapped myself in a place from like but how funny would it be if I approached him about it and had him tell me something something awful something awful like 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 humor me as to why you thought that was appropriate so I asked him I'm like hey I like I don't get the joke can you explain it to me and he and he it stunned him and it was and it was incredible and I think I, I've never felt more confident <laughs> I've never felt more confident in this community and I, I felt like I've never asserted myself better than I have at that point and I've been doing that more and it whether whether I come off as whether it doesn't make me look good whether it people are criticizing my 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 judgment I I'm, I'm beyond caring at this point cuz I think it's so crucial yeah to call these things out and question your friends question question the people that are partaking in this on in this practice of making me feel like I am less welcomed like it felt good it felt so good welcome back to adam and eve your feminist news radio show on cjsr we just finished listening to an interview with music promoter veronica fuentes about her experience being a woman in the music scene thank you veronica for coming in and sharing your story well, next up, we will hear from local punk band The Feminal Fluids as they tell us about their experience in the Edmonton punk scene. Uh, so I'm Ella Clitz-Gerald. I play bass. Uh, I'm Smellin' Degenerates, and I play drums. 
and I'm Volvita Cheese, and I play the gitter. Uh, how did you guys get started in the music industry? Well, I actually have the, the date tattooed on me, the 2nd of July, 2004. Um, a girl I really cared about, I loved. My first love in Spruce Grove, <laughs> Toothbrush. Uh, Broke my heart. Shout out to the um, <laughs> And, uh, well, actually, that's when she said she liked me. And then six months later, the 22nd of October, she said she didn't. And my heart, my young, fragile heart was so deeply destroyed that I just fell into a, a music-making spree. Um, and that was a really good way for me and my own mental health to just kind of make music, get it out there. It's just kind of a way to talk about it. Um, and then um, Helen and I... Uh, uh, who also goes by Smell and Degenerates. <laughs> uh, we went on a date to Star Wars, uh, and on that date we, we held hands. This was helping me get over someone else. And uh, then we didn't talk for a year because, you know, I'm an asshole or something. Uh, and so at that point then she uh, um, became my drummer, and uh, we made really sad folk music, and I spent a lot of years making that music, talking about my broken heart and being a victim and all that. And then one day I was like, you know what? Like, this is so crazy. Like, I have really strong beliefs about, um, you know, like empowerment and feminism and animal rights and all this kind of stuff. Why am I, like, making victim music? So I was like, screw it, let's make punk music. So I made, um, so then you. you yeah, know. that's that's me. Um, I was also on my track of feminism Sort of, Laurel and I had been, we've been friends for a decade, but we had sort of fallen apart for a little while. And so this was when I was on my track of feminism. And I had never played an instrument in my life. And I decided that it was a good time to start by talking about the things that made me mad. Um, I knew I wanted to play bass because A, it's huge and I'm tiny, and B, it probably wouldn't be too difficult um, to pick up at least to the level that I play it. Um, and yeah, so I was looking for an outlet to just like, it was Facebook ranting about feminist issues, but just wasn't doing it anymore. And I was like, I need to make some kind of concrete difference. I need to feel like I'm doing something. Um, and so I started looking around for people who would play music with me to talk about this kind of stuff. And then we, uh, Volvita and I got together um, and we were talking independently about how we were both looking to have the same end goal. And then we were like, why didn't we not go to each other first? And then, yeah, we just started jamming. And What has been the like reaction to your music? Like positive, negative? Overwhelmingly positive. Right. Which is, so yeah, it's awesome. I don't know if we were necessarily expecting such a warm welcome. Yeah. Um, but it's been, like, amazing. Yeah. One thing I really like is, um, I mean, it's it's the same as like that that line when you get a compliment from a girl versus a compliment from a guy. Like a compliment from a girl is always like, you know, it's just <laughs> it's the best thing in the world. Um, but one thing I think that I've really really enjoyed kind of in doing this is that um, the number of young men that have been mm -hmm. following us that have been learning our lyrics, singing along to them, to these like very overtly like anti-toxic masculinity, anti-chauvinist, anti-misogynist stuff, to have them, you know, identify so strongly with that. Yeah. I think that's probably been the coolest part of it all, is yeah. just having these young men like realize that like, you know, maybe there's some tr truth in what we're saying, or, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. some yeah. validity to it. Yeah. 
yeah, I think that it it's just been crazy positive. Um, we are, Helen and I touched on this one time in another interview, but like we have definitely stayed in a circle of the Edmonton punk scene that's very supportive. Mm-hmm. There are those circles out there that aren't, but we've been fortunate enough not to come across them very often um, or to be warned before we get involved with anyone like that by other bands um, looking out for us kind of just like not necessarily that they would be like necessarily bad to us personally but just like to associate like play for a band or open for a band or whatever play with a band that is spreading a message that's so different from ours have you had any challenges um as a band or like your band identity um, on the one hand, sometimes we struggle a little bit for people to take us seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, I think that there is a bit of a struggle to not be taken too seriously, if that makes sense. Because um, I, I think something just that like I've I personally feel self conscious about in a way, and I think maybe these two do as well, is that I think um, you know feminist and feminism really is a bit of a dirty word, um, and it's not something that you know people necessarily you know air quotes want to be identified as Um, and so it's kind of like you know I'm a lesbian Um, I don't perform femininity um, or if I do I don't do it very well I just perform myself Um, and I uh, you know I'm not the thinnest prettiest makeup wearingest you know woman out there right and so I think that um, when you're thinking about feminism, you know, or when people who don't like feminism are thinking about feminism, they think they're thinking about people like me. Yeah. You know, the gross dyke that hates men, you know, that wants to steal their women or whatever. I don't know. And so I think that, you know, it's kind of a struggle to, to, to almost want to make our lyrics a bit goofy, to almost want to make our image a bit goofy, say weird things, talk about my diarrhea on stage and stuff, because then, like it's it's more palatable mm-hmm. right and then they're not just like oh classic feminist right and i think that when we have those conversations all of us i think sometimes we do kind of in certain circumstances have to kind of step back and act like someone who's saying something misogynist or being like that we kind of have to act like yeah okay it's okay because we're we're scared of the situation and i think that that kind of informs a lot of the identity I think that we've been kind of building and it is a bit of a struggle because I I want to be taken seriously but I don't want to be written off yeah Mm -hmm. so you know we do kind of have to come up with this goofy kind of jokey demeanor so that well that's the thing there's something to be said about like we know a lot of feminist people in our life and in the scene and so there's something to be said about being appreciated by those people but then what are we doing if they already know you know like it's there's something to be said about reaching those people that might not necessarily have been reached before in a way that they can maybe reflect on without being attacked. Because I yeah. think that a lot of people who don't agree with some facets of feminism, um, when you do try and talk to them about why you think it's incredibly important, and yeah. they feel like you're attacking them. And so it's kind of nice that we have that platform to just say what we're saying and then yeah we can just sort of be a little goofy in our banter on stage and like that makes so even if they're not listening necessarily to lyrics at that first show or something but then they're like oh we like this band and then yeah continue to come and continue to start delving their own and delving into our music their mm-hmm. own way yeah and making their own path and yeah. what feminism means to them mm-hmm. and you know and I think that like 
you know, we, we do want to talk about like body positivity issues and stuff like that. And so I think it's really fun that we've kind of created these like weird people so that, or these weird kind of characters so that her and I, uh, uh, Ella Klitzgerald and I can stand on stage and talk about our periods. Yeah. And like the consistency of it today or whether or not we're synced up at any given time, right? Mm. And I think that... When I can when, smell it when, yeah, on stage. It's, it's frequent. <laughs> um, but, it uh, you know... frequent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... Um, and so, uh, but to have people kind of be able to laugh along and just like feel like kind of almost comfortable in this like yeah. menstrual conversation yeah. as opposed to like acting all like, ew, grossed out. Because like 50% of the population at minimum has or will or whatever menstruate. Yeah. Um, and it's silly not to talk about it. Yeah. Right? It's silly to shame ourselves to talk about it and feel embarrassed if you can smell it or, you know, feel embarrassed to ask someone for a tampon, right? And yeah. so to be able to just kind of like open those doors and make the conversation just so every day. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, I like that. Mm-hmm. I remember <laughs> the first show I was ever at, we were like, man, I can just really feel my period right now. And I was like, yeah. Great. <laughs> I, uh, I perform in another band, Cryptic, uh, and oh, one time I screamed so hard uh, my tampon fell out yeah, uh, really? into my pants. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> I was actually wasted. Like, how did that feel? <laughs> I didn't know it came out, um, but I was wasted and I was walking home and there was like something in my pants. And I'm like, what the? Did I crap? And there was a tampon in there. It's oh, man. Beautiful. <laughs> do you guys feel like you, you fulfill a specific role in the Edmonton music scene? Because I know that I feel like you do, but do you kind of feel like that, or do you just feel like you're just another band hanging out? I think that we do, but I didn't. I didn't really feel that way until our first ever interview at CJSR with Rylan on the history of punk, yeah. and uh, he said that we do indeed fill a crucial role. And then I started thinking about it more, and I was like, "Whoa, we're kind of." We kind of are doing that. Um, we're talking about things that nobody else is really talking about all that much. Or the way. Or in the same way it. that we're, yeah, talking about it. Um, and then I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool. Thanks, yeah. Rylan. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Rylan. <laughs> yeah, I think for a long time we were just like, well, for a long time we were just jamming in my basement and just like figuring out what to do. And then, and then we just started getting shows and I definitely think we were just like okay well we're just happy to get what we can get at this point um but since yes in the like recent months I would say maybe the last year or so I do feel like we have a lot of especially like young girls coming to us and saying that it's nice to see yeah them up there you know that's visibility I think we run the risk though um, filling the role of girl band yeah, a lot of the time. I was time. just going to say that, like, because I, we were uh, talking to another pretty well-known local musician recently who was like, oh, yeah, I really like having you guys mm-hmm. on bills. Like, so we always try and have a girl band on bills with us. And in the end, it turns out the girl band is always, like, the one that rocks the hardest. And, like, I know he was trying to be complimentary, but, like, and at the genuine. same time, it was genuine, but, like, That's and maybe not him to, necessarily, yeah. but, like, to have guys be like, oh, yeah, it's great to have a girl on stage to, like, stop the sausage party. And it's like, like, I don't want to be here as just, like, your token mm-hmm. female act. Yeah that then surprises you that we're so good. Like, don't it's you see that that's inherently that coded, changed. that's inherently sexist? Yeah, yeah. Because 
oh, like, I'm so surprised you were good. I'm surprised you rocked. I'm surprised you were loud. You know, I'm surprised you played fast. And it's like, come on. Like, women are making this music. Yeah. They have always been making this music. And, like, that's not a compliment to tell me that you were surprised that a woman could make loud punk music, yeah. right? And, like, I know he was being genuine. He's an awesome guy. Mm-hmm. I love the guy. But it's just... But that's a mentality. Compliments like that that we get. And it's, yeah, exactly. We get those compliments. And it's, like, peep, some that's part of privilege is not understanding how detrimental those kinds of compliments are. Yeah. Like it's an entire shift in a, in your brain that you need to make mm-hmm. that you've never had to face before. Yeah. And so hopefully now we yeah, can what face... we'll do is we'll plan a show and just invite male bands to be like, you know, like despite your wiener, like, <laughs> oh, you make okay, okay music. It surprised me really with that thing between your legs. I was surprised it was good. You know, yeah. <laughs> So I know you went to Vancouver last year. Do you have any other plans to go on, like, tour or, like, elsewhere? Well, we just got announced for Sled Island in uh, Calgary. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Be good. Stay at school. Be nice to each other. Don't eat meat. Don't eat meat. Come to Sled Island. Welcome back to Adam and Eve, your feminist radio show on CJSR. My name's Marco Visconti. And my name is Rose Eva Forks Jenkins. I'd like to thank the Feminal Fluids for coming in. Make sure to follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Feminal Fluids. And be sure to catch them in Calgary for the Sled Island Festival in June. And that's it for today's episode of Adam and Eve, Edmonton's only feminist news program. Thank you again to our guests this week, Veronica Fuentes and the Feminal Fluids. And we want to give a special thanks to Autumn Schnell for hosting this week's interviews and being a superstar volunteer. We produced this week's show in the studios of CJSR FM 88.5 in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, on Treaty 6 territory. Adam and Eve is a spoken word project of CJSR FM 88.5 in Edmonton, Alberta, and our journalism is funded by you, the listeners. For more information on our program and to send us any feedback, please contact us on our Facebook page under Adam and Eve or tweet at us at Adam and Eve, all one word. Thank you very much for tuning in. I've been Rose Eva Forbes Jenkins. I'm Marco Visconti. And I'm Autumn Schnell. Have a great Adam and Eve evening. Now we're going to listen to Fish Sticks by The Feminal Fluids. I chose the song because it's swear free. So that's great. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's also probably one of my favorite songs. I remember hearing it when I was at one of their shows and it stuck with me. So hope you enjoy. Here's Fish Sticks by The Feminal Fluids. Not just money, it's not just pain. It's about the things you say. Shouldn't have to fight for the right to be 